And Mike, if our fine listeners want to find out more about you, where can they find you? They can find me degrading my real social and community networks by posting the facade of myself on some social media platform that anyone with, you know, anything better to do wouldn't be on. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello, and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. I am Crofton Steers, and here we are. As we are every week, offering you unrehearsed, randomized reviews without the bow. And I am here with my two buddies, Bo Schwartz and Michael Hodgins. Fellas, how are you? Howdy do, Crofton. Double Howdy. intro. We didn't each get our own individual intro. We're downsizing on I intros. See. Maximizing time. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, Bo, did you make it okay out of the woods there? You were going on that fishing trip yep i survived the fishing trip and it was a hell of a lot of fun and i caught six fish and you know i got some time to contemplate about life and i just want to say that uh, to everyone who's working that life is this beautiful thing this precious thing that we don't get very much of and that you should go and seize the day um and you know make sure to do fun things and have happiness in your life and you know because it's really important i had this huge epiphany that we really need to take more time just to appreciate life and have fun living life. Wow. So, so I guess you, you didn't start smoking again. You just stayed off then. Good on you. Yeah, I had a few emergency smokes on hand because uh, the e-cigarettes do not do so well in the wilds. But, um, you know, life is, life is great. I had a really good time. I was in the sun. It didn't rain too much. And we were on this island where there's no civilization. Um, and you know, we... it, it comes right on the heels of the workaholic workaholism podcast. And, uh, glad you're espousing the merits of, uh, enjoying leisure time. Absolutely. I'm like on number 11 in terms of happiness right now. I feel great. Sweet. Okay. Turn it up to 11. Yeah. Except for one little snag. Uh, they canceled community and I'm sad, but. Oh yes. I, 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 that happened while you were in the woods. Uh, and I knew that you were going to be sad when you came back to that. It's horrible. So. I'm thinking about what I can do to help bring it back. But uh, yeah. well, maybe we'll talk about that another day. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Uh, look, for the past few, I want to say months, I've had some news uh, that I wanted to share. But, you know, I d- didn't know it was quite the right time and that sort of thing. You guys are both aware. I told you both personally. But I wanted the listeners to know because I shared the story last year about my, my father passing and this. And it was a it was a tough time. It, well, my wife, uh, Jessica, is pregnant. It's in August. And uh, I'm pretty excited about that. So, anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. And, uh, yeah, very excited. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Thanks, thanks, guys. Uh, and I know we've talked about a lot of these topics. We talk about like children. We talked about it before, uh, and um, and other and other sort of similar topics. Uh, um, I've always been, if you recall, extremely enthusiastic with regards to kids. So this is something that I am excited about. But I recognize that I probably will have less of that valued leisure time that Bo Schwartz just mentioned. So uh, I'm trying to take advantage of some of it now while I got it. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because when we when we did do the children one, I remember being kind of indifferent about. Uh, children, but and are also expecting a child. 
What? Also, <laughs> but also, spoilers. I'm more like, oh, you know, I'm like, oh, it's like, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, congratulations, Hodgins. Wow, congratulations. Having kids almost at the exact same time. Weird. And I, both. So you're holding up the bachelor single nope. man fort all by your lonesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm in no rush to have a kid, but congratulations to you both. Yeah, so that's that's very newsy uh, episode for all you listeners. You've got uh, it's almost like the season finale or premiere of a show, and the two you got two babies. Like if Mike and I got married, that would just be the icing on the cake. I feel like someone should play that circle of life. You know, the circle of life. Bo, Bo, add that in post. Yeah, do that. (laughs) Okay, I don't know if we have the rights for that, but should we do a topic, guys? Yeah, speaking of making babies, let's make uh, some co- uh, opinions from a topic selected at random by our, <laughs> our random topic generator, the doorway to infinite infinite possibility. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> if I sing Circle of Life, that okay? You can sing Circle of Life uh, all so you yeah, want. Yeah, don't go to the ah. Circle of Life. <laughs> hey, this one is... <laughs> <laughs> kind of um, uh, timely. It's a uh, smoking. Smoking. Are is it really? Yeah, we should almost just cue the smoke watch. Smoke watch twenty fourteen. That, that poor like cow. I've, I've missed Smoke Watch, and it, and it hasn't really ever left us. <laughs> uh, all right. So just before we get into this, Bo, give us a give us an update. How did the trip go? How much did you actually smoke? So, um, yeah, well, we were going out into the middle of the forest where there was no power outlets. So I had some concerns about staying on uh, vapor cigarettes. And um, fortunately, my father was able to bring a power pack, like a booster pack, which uh, allows you to plug things in. So I was able to charge. However, I broke a number of my cartomizers, um, <laughs> like the, the the part that holds the liquid, because it's the rugged outdoors. So I did uh, smoke a pack worth over the course of the five days I was gone. That's pretty um, good, actually. So it's still pretty good. And I'm back. Like, I'm, you know, I, I actually, every time I have a regular cigarette, I'm like, is gross because I've I've acquired a taste uh, without all of the crap chemicals that are contained in cigarettes. So I'm happy to be back on, uh, you know, using vapor substitutes as a in an effort to cease completely. Well, that's that's good because um, I totally thought. No offense, I had little faith, and I thought you were totally going to smoke a pack a day at least when you were out there. So good job on that. Also, while you were gone, a store opened called the Urban Cloud next to my house and therefore next to your house. Uh, and I was wondering what the hell this was. I couldn't figure it out. turns out it's a store devoted to vapor and vapor accessories. Sweet. Uh, That's it's got awesome. like It's got like fancy pipes for it and all this. Now, vaping is an anti-smoking thing. So it's to try and encourage people to quit smoking. So if smoking is today's topic, I think I know – what we're gonna see. let's start with Mike. Mike, what do you think about smoking? Um, before we talk about that, I just gonna say there's vaping pipes because Bo, if you're into vaping now, you need to get a pipe. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah it, it definitely cool. fe- it definitely feels like pipe smoking a pipe versus like it's not really like a cigarette at all. But um, yeah, vaping isn't I guess technically smoking because there's no combustion. So maybe we can talk about that a little bit well, that, later. Well, that's but. like, say let's put that in the smoking cessation sort of 
things which we well, might. I, I, I kind of want to stop you there because a lot of what I there's a lot of vaping enthusiasts that uh, while some people are considering it an alternative to smoking and not necessarily to quitting nicotine addiction. So my plan is is to do that. But um, that's not necessarily the, like a lot of people who don't even smoke are getting into vaping. And that's a big concern, I think, from like uh, the, our government's point of view, that uh, this is not a regulated pro- vaping. The vaping e-cigarette products are not regulated products. So it's unclear what kind of long term effects these have on the human body. And um, so I think it's kind of its own thing, you know, and I think. Like I'm very enthused by it, but by the same token, I do have reservations about the information that's out there because it's all very anecdotal. Yeah. Um, so we should just, I guess, I mean, I think smoking is pretty ubiquitous. We don't really need to to ex- explain it. Uh, before before I get into my sort of opinion on it, um, it is it is tobacco. Like specifically, we're not talking about smoking um, marijuana or opium or some other type of thing. The kind of uh, gen- generic tobacco. And you know what I find kind of interesting about this, because I'm a non-smoker, and I feel like ills of smoking, which have probably been you know ingrained into me because I feel like I grew up in the like quit smoking kind of like juggernaut of government sort of advertising and public health messaging around smoking. But I feel like it does have it, there kind of is a grand tradition around smoking. I mean, I do feel it, it's it's pretty ancient, um, and I think that. That that aspect of it, there's there's something that's not wholly negative about it. Like when I think of the idea of tobacco uh, and smoking, it's not it's not all bad. And tie, tying that in, and that's a good point, Mike. I think, and tying that into what Bo was saying about leisure and, and making time for leisure, and that which I think is also very important. Um, you look at you look at history, and you look at like we have more uh, options for leisure. Sometimes options were much more limited, and also work hours were much higher. And I know it sounds it sounds bad, but like in many ways, like I'll people and people still do today reward themselves for a hard day's work with like a cold beer or a you know a, a, a treat or something along those lines. And I think I think smoking uh, fell fell into that as well. It was like you know. Uh, uh, people from from pipes to like uh, just you know rolled cigarettes or whatever people have been smoking for uh, you know hundreds if not thousands of years for yeah. sure for sure thousands of years and i also think what's kind of an interesting thing is it um it's it's something that is a sort it's it's a it's a native american tradition a first nations tradition um and one that has, has kind of so, so you know, I, I, I'm not a big fan of colonialism, particularly here, and I'm a big supporter of First Nations rights and, and issues. And I do feel like you know we've kind of imposed our Western civilization on uh, you know in, in the quote New World. But it is certainly a tradition of First Nations that has gone the other way and and really got a lot of mainstream. Um, uh, you know, it's just, it's circled the earth. And I think that, you know, talking about like the idea of the peace pipe and smoking uh, among leaders is kind of a way of sealing deals and, and sort of something you do together. It's almost like a bond that has a, a bonding and sort of ritual uh, aspects to it, which are kind of interesting as well. Yeah, definitely. Smoking is a, is definitely like a social activity. When I'm smoking, generally, I enjoy uh, the company of others while I'm smoking. Um, and so I feel like just like drink having a drink of beer with someone or going out for a cup of coffee, it's an activity that you you 
enjoy the most, I think, when you're doing it with others. Um, but you get to the point where it's like it's a highly addictive substance. I think it's one of the most addictive uh, drugs available, uh, which is funny because it doesn't have. Um, when we think about things that you might smoke or imbibe um, for their narcotic effects, um, it, I find it has very little outwards visible effect on a human. You know, uh, when you drink alcohol, you get drunk. When you smoke marijuana, you uh, get goofy and your body feels weird and you start having, uh, I don't know, weird thoughts that you want to write down and remember later. And then when you read them, they don't make sense. <laughs> you know, smoking, and that's the thing that I've noticed is that the majority of the time I've spent smoking, um, I don't really feel its effect on me that much. Like I think I've been smoking now. This is this run has been 10 years. I smoked as a, as a teenager and then I, I took a five-year break base i thought i had quit but then i had gone right back to it and now i'm like sort of on the tail end of a 10-year stint of smoking and i mean in the last five or six years i find i feel anxious and my body sort of feels bad when it's been a a long period of time i guess i'm going through the withdrawal effects of it because the withdrawal effects of tobacco are pretty come pretty soon after smoking um and so the only way to feel better is to, to feel, quote, normal, is to smoke again. Um, and so that's actually that's actually really irritating. <laughs> if you really think about it, it's a really irritating behavior. Um, and the thing I noticed about smoking is that um, when you are when you are smoking, you do feel um, a sort of sense of relaxation and there's a certain comfort. Like the, the difficulties I had with quitting smoking really related to a whole lifestyle change, not just the fact of stopping smoking. That it's fun to have the smoke in your mouth. It's fun to have the cigarette. It's fun to look cool. Um, the marketing really does a good effect. It's always been like a bad person. Like if you're a cool person that doesn't obey society's laws, uh, you know, smoking is a part of that you know, I'm a cool person, I I can make, I'm an adult, I make my own decisions, and so I can smoke. So it's even beyond the addiction, there's a sort of narrative that you have about smoking that makes it really hard to stop. And it's kind of dumb. Like, when you really think about it, even as a smoker, I'm like, smoking is like the dumbest thing. Well, the thing, the thing is that the common consensus, right, with, with, in the scientific community, is it smoking is bad for your health, causes tons of illnesses and all this. But even today, just because something is the common consensus in the scientific community doesn't mean that people choose to believe it. And you're seeing this often with global warming and all that. Uh, And even though it's pretty much fact, you have people that are naysayer. Well, I don't necessarily believe it. Well, smoking uh, existed for millennia, and then in the you know sixties, seventies, started reports started coming out being like, hey, you know what? Inhaling of smoke into your lungs might not be good for you. It sounds so commonsensical that like it's really hard to believe that at any point somebody thought that this was not a bad idea. But anyways, um, in Mad Men, a show that. I don't necessarily love. Uh, I do remember the pilot episode in particular. 
dealt with the advertising of, you know, advertising of smoking and selling that cavalier lifestyle that Bo described in Rebel Without a Cause and the James Dean, that James Dean movie. And, and I'm a, you know, I'm a rebel in smoking sort of got intrinsically associated with rebellion and also with you. And that's what this symbolizes. And it's just, you know, being linked with, with Hollywood, being linked with, um, with a certain image. And like, I often ask myself, like, who starts smoking? in this day and age. But I recognize that still like teens start because they think, Hey man, this, this makes me look, uh, makes me look cool. And, and I find that, I find that's very distressing. I, I don't understand why they still think that, but they're the, especially among girls, smoking rates are still very high in the, in for teens. I I think it's the, the, the rebellious, the engaging in antisocial and rebellious, um, acts that appeals to people when it comes to smoking like we can enumerate all the things the people not acclimatized to the smell of cigarettes it smells bad like it's it stinks and you stink to other individuals um i think i think whether or not you believe the news i think people when you talk to a lot of smokers most people know it's bad for them and they do it anyways um and I, i don't think there's there can be much you know we can banter about global warming because that's we're more removed from the immediate side effects of it but i think we know way more people that are that are passing away because of cancer and are affected in in these very negative ways that um it's believed so it's it's very harmful for you and it doesn't there's no net gain from doing it. Like sometimes if you, if you have to have a cup of coffee, you feel energetic and you're like, yeah, you know? And so it's like, it's an investment in your work day or whatever. You're getting some sort of benefit from it. It's not even a good party drug because you don't even feel more like partying, having smoked. Uh, yeah. I remember, uh, I went to school with this guy years ago in college and he was a smoker. And I remember asking him something about smoking saying like, why do you smoke? It's, um, you know, it's so bad for you. And his answer was something like, that's why I do it, um, where, which I think goes with that kind of rebellious attitude that it's that it's not so much like people are like, oh, yeah, we all know it's bad for, for you. But I think that's almost what it's been linked to is uh, in, in terms of the rebellion of like of like, yeah, this is it's sort of I, I picture like the kind of like James Dean guy smoking a cigarette and someone's like, what just what are you rebelling against? And he's like, what do you got? You know, where you just like it's like, I don't care. Part of the coolness associated with that type of thing is the fact that it's like, like I'm callous to kill me, whatever. It's almost like an existential exploration of your life. We're all going to die anyways. Who cares? I'm going to smoke a cigarette. I remember having lots of conversations as a teenager with teenagers who were like, who cares? We're all going to die anyway. You only live once. YOLO, bro. Um, That didn't exist when I was a teenager, but the (laughs) the sentiment did. And... um, you know this idea this idea as a young person even in your 20s and even even now sometimes you feel invincible or you feel sometimes like uh you're you're self-sabotaging in certain ways and and or you just want to be cool and fit in you with a lot of other rebellious cats and you're like i'm gonna be a rebellious cat too and you know it forms part of your identity but it doesn't like you get hooked like that doesn't have to last very long until the actual substance takes hold and then what i think it is and certainly it's been that way for me is it it be there becomes a lot of rationalization around the behavior um because of what the drug does like how it works in the brain 
I'm going to get like the science on this completely wrong. So go look it up on Wikipedia or something like that if you want like the full story. But like it affects your brain in such a way that it that it strengthens it opens up your your synapses. Again, I don't know how it works, but it basically it strengthens neural passageways in your brain. Specifically areas that like affect memory. So that's why um for example, certain, you know, areas, certain places or certain events will make smokers want to smoke and make rituals out of it because they they have very positive brain associations with doing things. So a good example might be after having a coffee uh, in this co- coffee shop you always go to on the patio, you like to have your smoke and like that's a it's a really you're strongly encouraged inside to have that behavior. At that point, it's not about rebellion anymore. That's rationalization when people confront you to tell you that what you're doing is stupid because you're an addict. It's addiction, and so. Um, yeah, like I think it. I think it starts that way. But what? Well, well, what I find interesting, yeah, because I mean, once you're into the addiction phase, it's a different thing. It's like why you start might be the whole like like that guy I knew who was just like I do it because it's bad. But what I find funny about that and the whole rebellion thing that makes me kind of <laughs> question these people, it's like they're rebelling through conformity, and the fact that like the fact that cigarette companies have done a good, good jobs of placing their product in a certain light that kind of like plays up. It's almost like they've embraced it. Like, okay, the health is against us, so let's just use that to our advantage. I mean, the bottom line for me is that it's a highly addictive, a highly addictive substance that, um, a highly addictive substance that you have to pay for. It's it's the perfect. It's basically the perfect consumer product. If you're a co- if you're a company, it's it's absolutely perfect. You have it. You 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 get people to use it. They become literally <laughs> addicted to it, and then they continue buying it as long as they live. And and all you the only thing you need to do is get more people to get addicted, and you can just keep it keep it rolling along. And I feel like so. I, I think. F- so with the people who are being like rebellious, I just feel like take a step back and think like, what are you rebelling against? Like you're just, it's all you're doing is is feeding this this corporate machine. Would care why you do it? You you can do it because it's bad for you, because it's cool, because your friends do it. Doesn't doesn't matter the reason. It's it's just, it all works out in their favor. Because once you start, you get hooked, and they're like just bring in the money. And to me, that's the part that gets me, uh, that makes me think yeah. like. You know, it doesn't matter what your reason is. It's always kind of dumb. You're just feeding this corporate beast all your money. Right. And that, like, that's how I feel now as an adult. But, you know, you don't have all, you don't come out as a, as a child with, with all of that knowledge. And certainly um, that perspective, like, you know, things feel different. Like now I, I feel that way. Like I'm, I'm being trapped by the matrix and I don't want to be because like, that's, it's actually a behavior that's, that's been molded by things that, have made their impression on me rather than something that, you know, has, has come in from myself internally. And I, it's like that with beer or like that with all sorts of things that are for, capital F forbidden, I think, as a young person or even just in society if, if you're an adult and you do want to be rebellious. But I agree the net result is not uh, – is that – it's not much different than, you know, conforming to something else. I think people just have a need to belong and certain individuals will want to belong to a, a more, you know, rebellious group for lack of a better term. Yeah. I also think that uh, part of it is, um, and this is, this is maybe somewhat harsh to say, but at least everybody I knew in high school that smoked had some sort of family thing going on or some sort of, you know, serious life issue that they were going through. And sometimes that makes them more of a, a vulnerable group and a definitely 
to the messaging that comes uh, with 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 cigarettes. Definitely not that they weren't intelligent by any means. There was definitely some real smarties. Uh, one girl I I took the bus with, like she was she was having home problems. She wanted to give a big f you to her mom, and she started smoking. You know, knowing that it was going to drive her nuts. Um, but but I do think that like that today in our modern society, there are very few positives that you could you could take away from from uh, smoking. It's the center of a lot of criminal activity. There's a lot of uh, uh, illegal cigarette rings are 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 huge huge business. Um, there's also like the health benefits that or benefits. What's the opposite of that? Risks, damages that they that they uh, that they cause and that they are known to cause. But I think only now, only this generation, are we aware of all those things to sort of the fullest extent. I think even when we were when we were kids, like it wasn't as in your face as it is now, at least where we live, uh, the the laws surrounding smoking and where you can smoke and all that have been tightened a lot. I lived in Montreal when they uh, when they said you could no longer smoke inside restaurants. And it's funny because people kept smoking inside restaurants because they've been doing it forever. There was always like, uh, you'd go into the restaurant, they'd say, do you want to sit in the smoking section or do you want to sit in the non-smoking section? It, as if like there was some way you could stop the smoke from going to the non-smoking. I'm sorry, smoke, you can't come in here. This is the non-smoking section. Um, you know, it was a, it was all in one open area. But it's funny that was not long ago. That was like in the 2000s, and uh, and now we're. I find we're at the point where it's it's staunchly being vilified, and I will be interested to see where. In the next 10, 15 years, like the kids that Mike and I will be making not together separately, um, like if they if they are going to uh, be tempted into smoking the, the way that our generation was. Yeah, I think that I think over the course of our lifetime, even the effects of secondhand smoke have been more uh, rigorously studied. Although I think I remember hearing somewhere that, uh, you know, even even hundreds of years ago, there were doctors who were saying, uh, smoking's bad for you. And, you know, he, like, here's this uh, guy, this, this dead person that we've dissected for science, and, like, look at his lungs. They're, like, pitch black um, because he was smoking. Clearly, this can't be good for you. And, you know, I, I don't know the whole story. But, like, I don't think it's new, but it's more widely accepted. But I think the secondhand smoke aspect um deserves to be brought up and i think that you know i think it was a hard adjustment for a lot of people but um overall we should be respecting our fellow citizens and i think to to force people into situations where they're being you know effectively increasing their chances to contract life-threatening diseases or afflictions are it's bad so yeah. It is kind of funny how we're already in the era of smoking nostalgia. Like it hasn't been that long, but when Croft and you were talking about the uh, saying smoking or non-smoking at a restaurant, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember those days. And uh, like, I mean, it's not that it's good or bad, but it's just like, oh, it's a bygone era. And I, I think that that's beyond just the smoking nostalgia of this time where people didn't know the extent of the health issues or whatever. And just everyone smiled. My aunt was a public servant for 30 years. And she was talking about the times in the seventies where just everyone, where the office is just blue with smoke and everyone has just got an ashtray at their desk. They're doing work all day. Everyone's smoking all day. And even to me, who's non-smoker, I'm like, I don't know. There's this 
part of me that thinks this is kind of like, oh, yeah, this whole other era. It's like now you can do these movies with these. And if you want to give them the look of the 70s, it's like everyone's smoking, right? You have to do that to portray the era. And I find that interesting. And I guess it goes to the success of the uh, of the uh, anti-smoking sort of campaigns waged by governments, which which are a good thing. I mean, I don't think we would ever be worth going back to those. But it is neat how those er- some eras are def- are almost defined aesthetically as like people just have a cigarette in their hand. It's commonplace. I just like how now we say it, it, it's sort of a holdover from that area era where we'll say I'm going to go outside for some fresh air, and the the idea being that the air outside is fresher than it is inside, which you know it still is. Although often it's funny because you'll say that and you'll walk out into a busy street with cars zooming by, it's in your face and there'll be whatever. But but that comes from obviously like being in these offices drenched in smoke. And I think I think the thing about smoking it, that Hollywood and advertising has never really honestly sold is how you smell, right? Like the, the it makes you smell bad. And I think even smokers don't necessarily think other smokers, you know, smell, smell that great. And it's something though, when you watch a movie, you can maybe see it in 3d, but you're never going to, when you see Jack from Titanic, Leonardo DiCaprio looking all boyishly handsome, smoking his cigarette without a care on the edge of the Titanic, um, you're not thinking, man, I bet he smells like an ashtray, you know, like you're, you're thinking, oh man, he looks cool. I want to be like him. So I, but I think, I, you know what? I think that that is kind of a, a new thing. And the, the dislike of the smoking smell, I think that in the era of smoking, it was a pleasant smell, probably because everyone smoked and the smell of cigarettes was like, oh yeah, nice. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice to have a nice smoke right now? Uh, so it wasn't as off-putting as it is now. Right now, we all don't smoke and we find it a kind of repulsive act. So when we smell some smoker, we're like, oh, they're disgusting. Or yeah, like, I think we live in a, a more a time where people are way more sensitive to the health of their bodies um, than previous. Like, you know, there's all kinds of people. There's like jogging clubs and health. There's all kinds of health consciousness. I kind of, the term I don't like, but you know, then there might've been in an era where, you know, in the, even in the forties or fifties where, I mean, people were health conscious, but had a lot of misinformation and weren't as, you know, they were just accepting, oh, you smoke, okay, it's a thing you do. But I'm sure there are people in any age that didn't care for it because, you know, it might it does make people sneeze or make them, you know, it, it can have, it does have an effect on the body. So I'm sure there were some but people who didn't like it. In the, Before we get, I mean, we're getting along here. One thing I want to, it's at the moment, there's still kind of a, um, I don't want to say, it's not necessarily class thing of, of who smokes and who and who doesn't but there's certainly if you for a living you're probably more or less likely to smoke because i would say for sure and having worked kind of in trades and with sort of in like kind of labor work uh, the amount of smokers like men who smoke in the trades is for sure higher than men who work in offices or in that type of uh, clerical or administrative or um liberal arts type work if you work in a trade like your your chances of smoking just higher just because it, it is it is kind of cultural is around if if everyone around you smokes then you're kind of the outsider if you don't and now like in 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 office culture most people don't smoke and the ones who do are kind of the weirdos who are out when it's freezing cold or, getting or a cigarette the, in my so case the admins the the administrative staff the entry level like the secretaries and all that they all smoke everywhere i work and they all go out and smoke together but yeah no it's it, it it is very true about the so it is there is like a kind of 
class aspect and i you know i'm worried to be like oh people who don't have as much education are more likely to smoke or from different socioeconomic groups but a lower socioeconomic group tend to smoke but i think that that sort of is true um that uh you know if if you if you're presented with um i mean i mean i don't know the, the the reason why some of those certain cultural or class groups are more prone to smoking than others um but it seems to be it seems to be present. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. One thing I, I I'm curious about, guys, is is and we ran into this with war as well, and we put it in the topic. Is I find it pretty difficult at this point to sort of to find good reasons to say that you know to say that smoking is good. Like, and, and you guys both touched on Mike. You mentioned the nostalgia of a bygone age and how it's been around forever. And Bo, you talked about sort of the romantic anti-authority sort of rebellion nature of it. I don't see that. I see smoking as sort of conforming to peer pressure and I don't, I don't see anything really romantic about it uh, in that regard. And I, I don't really have much nostalgia for smoking, although I recognize its historical importance. So I, I guess I just, I don't, I'm sort of at a loss for what to say nice about smoking. But it's, you know, I, the thing is, if you look at it in the same context as, I mean, as human beings, we have a lot of things that we do that are not good for us, but we do them anyways. And I think food is still one. And because, for example, often you've said you've, you've espoused your love of sugar. A lot of us love, I mean, the World Health Organization recently came out and said you shouldn't have more than 24 grams of sugar a day, whereas a can of Coke has 42 grams of sugar in it. And all these, relating these things to heart disease, um, obesity, um, diabetes. But yet people aren't going to be like, oh, obviously the house are there. I'm going to get off, I'm going to get off sugar. Nor should they necessarily because it's an enjoyable aspect of life, right? It's something you'd like. Now, mind you, with eating of stuff, uh, you, you know, you, there, there's not like sugar molecules that go to your neighbor and give them the same problem like, like in the way that secondhand smoke does. <laughs> but if you're on your own, join a cigarette, yeah, it has negative health consequences, but so do so, do so many things and so many of the foods we eat. And if it brings you sort of joy and – because like my aunt is, been, is a lifelong smoker and, and her friend Kevin as well. They love – and they're in their – I don't know how old Kevin is exactly, but my aunt's in her 60s. She's not going to quit smoking. She likes smoking. I think she's tried to cut down to keep it within a reasonable amount per day, not go overboard on it. But she's never going to quit. It's something that she really loves. So, I mean, I'd like her to quit because I'd like her to live as long as possible, but ultimately – you know, that sort of teenage thing of, well, we're all going to die anyways, is true. And if it brings you a lot of enjoyment in the same way that if, you know, if I, if someone told me like, oh, you'll live a year longer if you never eat cake again in your life, I'd probably be like, well, I like cake. I'll probably eat cake again. And uh, that's just a choice I have to live with. So to that, if it brings people happiness in their lives, it, you know, can't be all bad. Uh, well, yeah. So, and I think there, you would find that there are people who are, you know, smoke, uh, who smoke that are smoking enthusiasts. I, I just think what's on the table is is clearly it does have some pretty uncomfortable health effects that tax our economy um, in terms of we have public health care and also um, it's just I think there's a, enough there's the odds are definitely not in your favor for the health complications later in life that it's worth paying attention to this particular thing but the the same that exact same argument is true of of, of food like yeah. i mean if you're if you have bad eating tendencies and you're like eating unhealthy food the health consequences and the tax on our healthcare system is 
also extremely high, which I think is why there's talk of things like they call it fat tax and things like that. But it's again, it's still a choice, and we all make choices and do things that are not necessarily good for us. But that's like life, right? I mean, yeah. maybe I'm ready for a verdict. I think I'm ready for verdict too. I, but just before we get in, and I think we are running long. That's where the um, that's where the conversation sort of dips into what I'm currently doing, which is the vaping. Because the other thing about cigarettes, and I think this is true of like any any smoking period, that like smoke inhalation is bad for you. And in the case of cigarettes, um, there are I don't know if it's thousands, at least hundreds. There is a ton of other other stuff they're added you know during the cigarette making process or they're just already in the tobacco plant that you inhale as well so making the switch uh that's why like on my fishing trip this weekend i had cigarettes but i was like oh these are disgusting like they're gross um because i've had had a period of cleaning out my lungs and i'm still undergoing it i'm sure and my mouth and throat um of the effects of like carbon monoxide there's formaldehyde in it there there's Things I can't even pronounce, <laughs> I can't, you know, in smoking, um, that's bad for you. But I'm still addicted to nicotine. Um, so, just the point I'm trying to make is that um, it's a very, very difficult drug to give up. And I, I don't, I think if you have this thing, if like if you always had to go to, I don't know, the library every day just to just to check in, that would be really annoying. And so having this strap wrapped around me, this leash of needing nicotine, it's not worth, I think, the rewards of having it for the enjoyment. And um, I, I think some people just have to learn that firsthand. So um, I'm just going to cruise right into verdict on smoking. If you guys are good with that? Yep. All right. So I'm I'm going to come out uh, as the uh, veteran smoker here and, and say that smoking's bad. And I think it, when almost all smokers I talk to um, know that smoking is bad and continue to do it anyways, and they often have rationalizations for it. Where at, at the base they're they're addicted to it, and they may they genuinely enjoy it, whether or not they rationalize their reasons for it. And I think something that has that kind of control over you that, A, makes it hard for you to do exercise. That's my biggest thing right now is I want to go biking and I like to do some fun things. And I find um, breathing is an issue. And I I don't want that to be an issue. And I'm already starting to feel a lot better not having barely smoked in the past two or three weeks. Um, Smelling, I don't know, that's 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 subjective. And just the negative health effects. I mean, if you told someone, you know, I don't know if you told someone eating cake would cause you to have a hole punctured in your throat and you'd have to talk and breathe through your throat. I think I think you got to pay attention to that kind of stuff and um we have to sort of try to avoid immediate gratification over long-term happiness. So smoking's bad and that's my verdict. Hmm. Um I can go next. It's funny that you're the smoker and you said it was bad. I'm going to say smoking is bullshit. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it really, it really is a bullshit thing. I mean, it's just, it doesn't, it serves no purpose to do it. It's even, it's interesting to think about it as an act. It's not like eating food where you get calories which help your body live, whether they're good or bad calories. It's still, as you said, it gets only a minor sort of buzz, or it's not even that much that you get out of it. Um, so, and the health, the health impacts are clear, but you know. Some people just like to do it, you know, and they they enjoy it. So 
I, I can't say, you know, if they're doing it and, and trying to be concerned for other people's health and doing it, doing it where the with secondhand smoke isn't affecting other people, I feel like, you know, everyone has to have the right to live the life the way they, they want. And if they want to shorten it and die a horrible death of lung cancer, that's their, that really is their, cha- their choice. Um, so it, it's just a big pile of bullshit. If you, if you really want to do it, find a way to justify it and, and I guess enjoy it. But uh, probably you should just, you know, not do it and uh, live a longer and healthier life. That's interesting. I agree with everything that you guys have said. I think that both both of you raise interesting points, and that it's uh, it's true. I I definitely saw it on both side of things. So I'll say right off that I think smoking is bad. I find that smoking is is first of all it kills people. Uh, and I said earlier on, I think it was about sun tanning in our very first episode. I said if something gives you cancer, I lean very much towards saying it's bad automatically and uh and then it has to dig itself out from there and uh definitely smoking not only gives you cancer but there's records that suggest that it gives other people cancer people who don't even smoke through secondhand smoke and that sort of thing it, it is literally killed well as as people who do smoke i think it makes you stink I think that it, you know, makes it hard for for people to breathe. I think that it, by and large, uh, shortens people's lives. I think that um, that it's it's part of a uh, an addictive an addiction cycle that really has no like. And maybe it's because I understand sugar and all that. Maybe because sugar is part like even if it's fruit sugars and whatever, it's part of natural your natural foods, even though you can obviously have artificial sugars and stuff. And I have a whole opinion on that. But smoking is really something completely different in that it's separate. It's something that you really have to choose to do. And and it's very rare, I would imagine, that the person who smokes their first cigarette is like, "Mm, this cigarette is amazing. Uh, They probably, you know, hack and cough and the whole marketing of an image, uh, you know, that's part of what I don't like. And we talked about advertising on another episode and there are parts of advertising I really dislike as well. So smoking is sort of like the perfect storm of like cancer, bad health, marketing, advertising, addictions, all this sort of stuff. I have no choice. I got to say that it's bad. All right. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, I might have, you know, if we did the show... I don't know. Four months ago, I, I probably would have said it was bullsh- good or bullshit. Like some, I would have been a lot more positive about it. Uh, it's kind you of think, funny, really. Um, well, th- we talked at the beginning of the the topic. We talked a bit about the vaping, and it's really sort of open because I was very skeptical about switching, and I've embraced it with open arms, like almost unwittingly, like to just realize that it's the pat like I thought I would have said I love smoking I love having the cigarette in my hand I love the ritual of it um so to be able to switch so easily after having tried to quit so many times and it being so hard physically um to stop sort of really puts into perspective the addictive nature of nicotine uh, and what it does like I feel like I don't have control over my own brain I feel like that the, the it's the drug that's programming my brain, and I hate the idea that people like uh, are in control of me. I control things; people don't control me, and so um, having that sort of firsthand evidence has has really swayed me in the direction of wow, this is really just 
this is a veil of ignorance that you you do um and that's that's why i say it's rationalization too. it's good that you're getting off smoking you know you'll live a longer healthier life it's a step in a to a new world for you i thought that was an interesting discussion although i do find those topics tough because i feel like and I, I, Mike said bullshit, and I, I definitely have no, no disagreement with why his rationale there. I just find that it's really hard to say good on those things, you know. Um, it is, it is pretty tough. If you want to give us your opinion on smoking, why don't you send us a smoking hot email at our email address, uh, goodbadbull at gmail dot com, and um, you know we'd love to hear what you think about smoking, especially if you're someone who's a smoking enthusiast. We always love to get sort of the opposite. Uh, opinion of what we've said if uh, we all sort of seem to lean one way so that's goodbadbull at gmail.com finally if you want to subscribe to the show we encourage you to visit our website goodbadbull.com there you'll find links to subscribe on itunes stitcher radio and we have an rss feed uh, that works in generic podcasters or rss uh, readers um all right guys uh, if our listeners want to find out more about you uh well i guess i should say which one's going first <laughs> crofton if our listeners want to find out more about you where can they find you? they can read my smoking tweets on twitter at crofton steers all right and uh, mike if our listeners want to find you where can they find uh you? yeah you know what uh <laughs> normally i find some reason not to give up my twitter thing but uh uh yeah i'm starting to use twitter a little bit you can follow me at at ml hodgins or just don't because which is hilarious because on the last episode you made a pretty big statement about how you couldn't find you on social media because it's work (laughs) and you couldn't pay me to be on there (laughs) i know but it's mostly just because that was the ongoing joke but honestly i'm getting a bit bored of trying to make up these horrible jokes at the end of the show which are never funny (laughs) they are kind of funny first of all and second of all if it makes you feel any better i don't think i've ever gotten one follower from these plugs at the end of the show so so uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't count on it inundating your twitter account (laughs) really Oh. Uh, a great resolution to this story would be if Michael somehow managed to get like a thousand followers in the next two. Yeah, <laughs> it's just they don't want to follow me. They're like, Mike just plugs his Twitter account and say, hey, Crompton, I got 37 followers last episode. But for, that, for that to happen, we'd have to have more than than a thousand listeners. And we probably, it's just Bo's mom and... Uh, us <laughs> we have we have lots of listeners and Hi, listeners. yeah hello actually, listeners and we thank you for listening actually i want to give a shout out to my brother's girlfriend tracy who listens to us while gardening hey tracy and i want to give a shout out to those assholes at nbc your assholes for canceling community and uh i'd like to congratulate mike hodgins on the upcoming birth of his job <laughs> yeah, it's still a few weeks to go. Same, t- same for you. Let's hope it all goes well. Sweet. Outro. <laughs> 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 Outro.